Hello there. We are back after a massive, is it two month hiatus? I think it's been about that much. We we um, we stopped just before Elden Ring came out, didn't we? Because we record, I think we recorded one for that and just never, we never released it. Um, so oh, it's yeah, about two and a bit months. The lost episode. The lost episode. It is about two and a bit months. Yeah, the lost episode <laughs> about Elden Ring. But yeah, we uh, <laughs> we 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 had a little break. Um, for various reasons, um, life getting in the way, um, but we're back and we've got a new focus, and it's going to be. I think it's going to be a good time, don't you, Jamie? Oh uh, yeah, I quite like the idea of where it's going. Like you said, we had a bit of a break. Various reasons, life, life gets busy sometimes. Um, it definitely does. I think it's given us time to think about the direction we want to take this, and and you know, hopefully, bring some great new content. Yeah, because I think we're going to sort of expand it to doing some other things i think your idea was to um utilize the 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 engine that is youtube the, the quite power of a the bit. internet yeah let's start, yeah, start branching power out of the internet explore some other avenues but we'll, we'll get the podcast going it feels good to be talking again actually it does it's really good i think like you said we've got a new focus now anyway you'll have seen from the title that it's a slightly different format now so it's mainly going to be about films. Now, for us, because we sort of are very much into films and we can talk about them forever, yeah, um, <laughs> we, we've had the idea of we're going to watch a film throughout the week and then we're going to get together and we're just going to talk about that film and basically slightly review it talk about our opinions of it and just go through all of these films and we thought it'd be really nice because of the timing of whatever he's called obi Obi obi-wan kenobi that old tv series coming out (laughs) in three weeks time that we should start with all the star wars films but we've we don't think we're going to do solo do we i don't think so so we factor in rogue one all the star wars films that leaves us with seven doesn't it Seven Star Wars. Yes, films. yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's um, there's only ever been seven. The, the um, I hope one day they make episode seven, eight, and nine. That would be um, that, that would be, be fantastic, amazing. Yeah, definitely. That would be amazing. And hopefully, when they do they that, they finish don't, off. They don't completely destroy the you know the, the all, all the all the main characters that everyone loves. They don't make Luke a grumpy old man who hates the Force. Ah, exactly. I mean, I hope they're not. I mean, I did think that. it was quite brave of um, Traveller's Tales to make their own version in the new Lego game when there isn't even any films yet. I yeah. did think that was a bit strange. <laughs> bit weird. Bit weird. <laughs> thought that was a bit odd. Um, um, just just a quick a quick side note just about that game. Um, maybe we'll do an episode about that game one I'll day. Who we'll knows? Um, but just a side note, there's too much to do in that game. <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of content i played it's through bit, the main missions just... thinking this isn't going to take me long at all because the main missions aren't that long and then i'm like okay yeah it's been out about a month now um <laughs> struggling <laughs> yeah it's i've done i think about 70 percent of the game yeah, about 80 um and i want to platinum it but i'm gonna go ever so slowly into actually trying to do that i think it's just going to be something that i go along with Mm. and just just keep going with it until i eventually 
eventually get there. I think probably once every every while I will boot it up, finish a planet, and that'll be me done. And then I'll move on to the next game or something. Yeah. But I don't know. It's there just seems to be an overwhelming amount to do in that game, which isn't <clears throat> which isn't a bad thing because it's a lot of content. But for me. It seems like it's got more content than Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> it's getting... My issue is it's... it's. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying doing all the puzzles, exploring the planets, but it is getting a bit samey now. I'm at the point where each time I do a puzzle, it's it's not something that I haven't done before. I think, oh, that's a cool little nod. Like, there were so many mysteries to do in Valhalla going around, but all of them, you'd find something new. You'd be like, oh, that's that's Keith Flint, or oh, that's that's Winnie the Pooh. Um, and it would, um, Winnie the Pooh! The Winnie the Pooh <laughs> I mystery. remember that. Yeah, so when, good. Um, Winifred the bear turned up with, with the pig to get the honey. Um, that was really good. So, although you were going backwards and forwards with the mysteries, they're all like little nods to things, and they're all slightly different, whereas I feel now I'm just jumping onto ledges to get bricks endlessly for hours and hours. Um, but it's still fun. I'm still enjoying it. Don't get me wrong, but it's just so much. Yeah, it is like the amount of sheer amount of characters in that game is always ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, they've even got Mum of the Hut. They've yeah. got Mum of the Hut in the game, <laughs> like, and Mr. Bones, like two deep cuts. Like, there's so many characters, it's ridiculous. I do think it's a bit of a cop out than when it's over 300 characters. When sometimes it's just. Snow Trooper and then Snow Trooper Heavy and it's got like a shoulder pad on. It's like I'm not classing that as another character. Yeah, yeah. That's the same character with a costume change and the number of characters which is that a bit are just, of a cop uh, just extra. They don't have any special abilities. Um, they yeah, don't they have don't any do voice anything. lines. They just do nothing. You know, it's, I really want like Babby Fricks in the game. And to be fair, you had a little bit of the hey hey, which is obviously you do have a little bit of that. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know where they got him from because there are no movies that he's actually in. Uh, obviously. So, oh, yeah. yeah, who's Babu Frick? Babu I, Frick. I don't even know who Babu hey, Frick hey. is. Um, hey. no, I, <laughs> I love Babu Frick. It's the one good thing to come out of the sequels. Um. He is very, very good. Um, right. I think we should get started now. Yes, obviously, yes. to do this ti- to do the title of the episode, we are going to be talking about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, and we're going to be working our way through number two, number three. Then we'll go on to Rogue One, and then we'll do 4, 5, 6, and then 7, 8, 9. And we'll just see where it takes us after that. And we'll probably talk about the Obi-Wan series. Yes. Probably. But right now, that is not the content we're looking for. Jedi Mind That tricks. is not the content we're looking for. <laughs> it is not the content we're looking for. Now, that was just before we do this, we thought it might be a good idea just to play you a little clip or the trailer, just the audio from the film. So... Here it is. Tantalize your ears with this incredible either clip or trailer. Who knows? I will not condone a course of action that will lead us to war. A communications disruption can mean only one thing. Invasion. At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last, we will have revenge. Begin landing your troops. We haven't much time. The Federation has gone too far. The death toll is catastrophic. 
Our people are dying, Senator. We must do something quickly. You must contact me. There is something else behind all this, Your Highness. They will kill you if you stay. I can only protect you. I can't fight a war for you. I think we're going to have to accept Federation control for the time being. This is a battle I do not think that we can win. I will sign no treaty, Senator. You said people are going to die? Once those droids take control of the surface, they will take control of you. I was not elected to watch my people suffer and die while you discuss this invasion in a committee. Get to your ships! They will never get me onto one of those dreadful starships. Always do. There are a master and an apprentice. Well, that was great, wasn't it? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it too. I mean, we sat here and listened to it as well. We we didn't. Um, we didn't. But that's just giving you a flavour. If you've never seen it, it's it's a it's. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go straight out the park and say I enjoyed it. I really liked it. It gets a lot of hate, uh, but I actually really really liked it i think it was probably one of the first star wars films i watched because i would have been about three when it came out was it 99 when it came out yes it was it was the first film i saw in a cinema yes actually same here um i i don't remember it but when i've talked to my parents about it my dad always says that um i was when i was little i went absolutely mental for the pod race yeah and i still do it's still ingrained in me. I just remember really liking Darth Maul. And any any kids' party I went to for like the next five years, when they had, whenever they had face painting, I was like, I'll be Darth Maul. <laughs> <laughs> Straight away, give me them all. <laughs> everyone them did, all, though. Like, I don't else. know what it was. Like, everyone did. It was, it was so good. Um, but it's because it's, it's such a good it's just such a good design yeah. for a villain. Um, anyway, the film obviously starts off the same as all those... Star Wars films do with the nice text crawl. Now, I, I, obviously I've read all the crawls. Every single time I've watched it, I've read the crawls. But it's something that you don't really pay 100% attention to. You're like, yeah, there's two mm. Jedi, they're doing this. Right, okay, get on with the film. But because I was really trying to study it this time because I knew we were doing it for this, I thought to myself, I'm going to really read every last word of this properly. And... I think it was a brave choice by George Lucas to put in the very first line, the word taxation. Yeah, they. <laughs> it's so doesn't political, really isn't scream it? entertainment, does it? <laughs> no, but they. I think they had to kind of set the scene for. I think it sets the scene well for what the prequels are because the prequels are very political. Really, they are. When you it's look basically into it, aside from politics the, all day. Every yeah, day. when you look away from all the CGI and the flashy stuff, it's all politics. It, it really is, but space politics, so it's cool. So I think it kind of sets the uh, the tone a little bit. That <laughs> yeah, you're in to learn about the politics of of space folk. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it is. I do understand that like, he's trying to set the scene, but it's just like, I was just looking at it and I thought, it's not, if I, if it was 1999 and I'd have watched the originals when they first come out and the fir- one of the first words I see is taxation, Yeah, I'd be like, what's going on? This is weird. But I mean, it's, it, it works. It works what they're going for. There's so much more they could have done. But yeah, it got there. I think we'll obviously talk about it at a later date, but I'm sure episode three, the first word is war in that text thing. It's like war it, with it an exclamation probably mark. probably is. Two brave Jedi not yeah, so uh... <laughs> Yes, I think it is. You know, I actually think it is. I don't I didn't remember that until On now. A That's daring what I mean. mission to really save the Chancellor. I'm them. like, yeah, there we go. It's a, it's a war <laughs> That's, in space. That's better than taxation. And they're going on a daring mission. And the first one's like, yeah, all right, yeah. Got, got to pay a 20% income. Um, <laughs> lovely. National insurance on top. <laughs> oh, exactly. You've got to get your national insurance. You've got to. Um, first, One of the first things that I thought when the ship was landing on the Trade Federation vessel with a blockade, yes. I just it just came straight to my head. And I just thought... This model work is fantastic. It's amazing. Like it, it, it looks. It looks like it would be incredible CGI, but it's not. It's all models, isn't it? Because they, yeah, it's amazing. They moved away from that in episodes two and three, didn't they? They started to go a bit more CGI. I know they they still had models in every. Yeah. They even used models in in the uh, the sequel films. But I think if you look at it I, I know Yoda they had a puppet <laughs> episode one they changed it for the DVD releases later on didn't they yes they did they remastered but initially it they had a puppet the new Yoda. they had a puppet in episode one um, so they were still doing quite a lot of manual stuff um, which was which was good to see but I think they've probably taken a lot more of it out in the you know the, the latest theatrical releases uh, or rather like the, the edited releases yeah George's um, George's full Full vision, isn't it? Mm. Um, but I just think it's really nice to see, like the model. Where, obviously, like you were saying, with the um, <clears throat> with the prequels and Obi Wan and the Mandalorian and Boba Fett, they've sort of tried to go back to using models because it's like it's what the it's sort of it is what the fans want. I'd rather I'd rather them use models than Definitely. CGI. I think I personally think it looks better. Yeah, well, it's very easy to scale it, isn't it, um, and make it look a lot more realistic. Because you're not looking at it with your own eyes; it's a camera lens, and they can make it look like it is huge, um, which is yeah, exactly. Great. Yeah, it, it, visually, it's a very good film. Visually, like all the different locations on it are beautiful, um, and it's nice to know that they actually went to exotic locations to film it still, rather than just having them in a big green room. Yes, in a big green room or a big blue room. I mean, George Lucas is obsessed with blue screen, wasn't he? It's just all yeah. constant blue screen. I mean, I'm sure all day, every day. I'm sure you've seen the clip from Episode Seven where Ray says, "I've never seen so much green in the galaxy." <laughs> they just <laughs> she's the stood in the green room, the green screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that is, yeah, that's something that's so good. Is all because I even like the pod race track is like a, a model, isn't it? Um, I'm yes, sure. it is. Yeah. 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 It's great, honestly. It's it's just all the model works, brilliant. Um, the droids. Now I'm just gonna go straight. I, my phone is going off. That is incredibly rude. <laughs> We're trying to record, and you, my friend, are meant to be on silent. Now, while I'm putting this on silent, I'm gonna just talk about the droids. Now, I have always had a little sort of soft spot for the droids, like with everything, like. 
I've just I just love the way they look. I like the design. I even find the way they talk fine, even though it's a little bit squeaky. And I think it works opposed to the stormtroopers because obviously they wanted to push the technology that was used in. And it's just I love just watching the Jedi just slicing through them. It's so good to watch. Yeah, they're just like fodder, really, aren't they? The the Jedi just make such light work of the droids. Where it was like, you, I don't know they did with the stormtroopers as well, but you look at the the original films and it's oh, they'd still be a bit, you know, like gunned down by the stormtroopers at times, having to fight their way out. But with this, it's like ah, oh, the droids are they're just there, really, aren't they? Yeah, they actually like they're just not they can't they don't do anything like that first scene where they try and kill Obi Wan and Qui Gon with the poison gas. Yes, and the protocol um, droid comes and out. then. And then they, then they come out and they just absolutely obliterate all of those destroyed. Uh, but I've been like reading up about like some complaints that people have with the film. So obviously this is one of those films where people people either love it or they hate it and they have a lot of problems with it. Now, when I was reading this, I did sort of, I get it. Um, but yeah, so I think there's a lot of ideas that have been thrown into this film. And obviously when they get poisoned by the poison gas... The way they don't die is they take a big deep breath yes. and hold their breath, don't they? I did. Now, I did notice that when I watched it the other day. I thought, how did they actually survive that? They just held their breath. Yeah, it's really lazy. Now, how did they? How did they survive that? But then, why didn't they just put in the breathing apparatus that they use for underwater? Exactly. I was waiting for them to put it in because in... I couldn't remember. I'm like, how do they survive this? Oh well, they have <laughs> they have the rebreather. Is that what they call it? A rebreather? Yeah, I think it's a rebreather. Yeah. Um, but no, they just held the breath. <laughs> they just pop out like, hello, hello there. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And why didn't they poison the tea? Well, they could have done that, couldn't they? They could have just poisoned the tea. They came in, the droid served it, and Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon both immediately have a drink. Yeah, they could have had... They could have poisoned the, the tea. As well. It's not like the droids were going to get gas. They didn't have to wait for the gas <clears> to dissipate <throat> and then let them... Exactly, or... Or just leave them doors locked for about five hours. Yeah. They didn't need to suddenly rush in, did they? Just leave them in there. No. like They were like, oh, that should be long enough. Like, no, it's not long enough. They're Jedi. They should be dead now. <laughs> They're Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> they just come out like, yeah, we're good. We're good, fam. <laughs> like, we're okay. Um, and now you're all going to die. And they just slice through them all. Um, I did notice on that bit, I kept noticing it throughout the film. Now, obviously, there was a lot of reshoots that happened for this film as well. Um, Obi Wan, Ewan McGregor's wig, Jesus Christ, it's awful. Did he wear a wig for it? I, I thought he actually. Had oh a my goodness! I'm going to send you a picture, and it is the worst wig I've ever seen in the world. And when they come out of that room at the beginning, slice through all the droids, he's wearing the wig. And it's awful. I watched an interview with Ewan McGregor, and he was saying how much he hated wearing the wig because it looks nothing like his own hair. Right. Um, and they used on some on most of the promo posters around the world um, a photo of him wearing the wig. Because oh, no. I'm sure I saw something of him getting his hair cut for the role, but I suppose there might have been different scenes where he had a di- yeah had the wig on. Um... When um, now I've pointed it out and I'll send you a photo after this. Uh, it is strikingly obvious that it's a wig. It, it looks like um, like a dish sponge. It's very strange. Let's have a look. 
Oh, he's having a look. He's having a look right oh, now. Here yeah. we go. We've got a lot. That is. Oh, there we go. I can see it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's really bad. Um, could you please describe the wig for us, Jamie? I think you got it pretty much spot on with the dish sponge. Um, <laughs> yeah, it it's just awful, looks like a, a brush. Like a like a, a kind of like brush that you'd use to scrub your tyres on your car. But they've cut the bristles <laughs> very square and straight. It's weird, isn't it? Very, very it's really weird. weird. Yeah, I can't look at that anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you should you should put that away, that's and I think good. that's a good time that's to move good. on. Um, on one of my notes here, um, I've put um, the score absolutely slaps. <laughs> um, oh, the music! Oh. Familiar yet new. Mm. Um. I think by that I meant it's quite close to the Imperial March, but it's not quite Imperial March. Are we talking Jewel of the Fates? No, just like just the music in general, like the with the Trade Federation music at the beginning where they are landing on the planet and it's like um it's all like the horns and the trumpets and it's like very much fits like that. Yeah, and the kind of music you'd had when they were fighting on Endor and things it, it kind of matches along it to that is. doesn't it quite well yeah yeah and just just gonna stop for a moment um just in case um any listeners were wondering um that was me it wasn't the actual soundtrack <laughs> just in I case couldn't tell. You, were I thought you were playing the audio <laughs> wow I mean it's indistinguishable it's mm. indistinguishable from the real thing <laughs> um, but the score's amazing like you were saying do all the fates is like one of the most incredible pieces of music probably ever to be put into a film. It just every time you hear it, as soon as you hear the operatic noises start, it's just it it's really just fills you with like oh, he's like yes, this is so good. Yeah, it's it's the probably one of my favourite pieces of cinematic music um, that exists. But I'm a bit ever. biased ever. Wow. Other than maybe the Shrek soundtrack, uh, but I mean, the Shrek soundtrack is absolutely up there with probably some of the best soundtracks ever. Um, I've written down um, just a note which just has eleven minutes to Jar Jar. It takes only takes eleven minutes for Jar Jar Binks to come into this film. So Jar Jar Binks, I think it's fair to say, is one of the most criticised aspects of the film, isn't he? People, I'd, I'd say yes. Didn't, yes people yes. really didn't like him. Um, this is this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion. Then I don't know if you agree, but I love Jar Jar Binks. I absolutely love Jar Jar Binks, and he was when I watched it when I was a kid. I loved Jar Jar Binks, and I found him so funny. And but then again, I was about three or four, so maybe the fact that he's ridiculously childish and makes silly faces and noises and trips over his own feet and makes a big boom boom. <laughs> Is something that I was gonna find because that's the target audience appeals it appeals to and because it's what I grew up liking. I've just never got out of that childish mindset. Yeah, I, I I sort of know what you mean. Like I've never been totally like averse to saying, "Oh, he's a fine character" or whatever. But watching it this time, I really tried to sort of enjoy it for what it was. I wrote down. Um, I actually struggled with Jar Jar's speech. 
it would be fine if the voice was not that distinct. Yeah. I think the accent that he's putting on, just the way, <clears throat> not even the way he's saying the words, because obviously that's how it's written, but just the way he's characterising the voice of Jar Jar, I had to really settle into that this time around, and I've really tried to get every single word of what he was saying, but sometimes I just completely lost it, and I was like, oh, well, that's I don't know what he said, so... I'm just going to leave that and not think about it. Yeah, I suppose it's... I tend to watch films with subtitles on. Just, just, um, do you? I don't, I don't know don't why, know I just do. I, I tend to have them on when I watch them at home. I, I just tend to put them on. Just in case, you know, there's noise from outside or if I've got to turn yeah. it down at some point or whatever. Yeah, I have them on. So I think I didn't notice that so much when I was watching it back. And I don't think when I watched it when I was younger that I really cared because I thought, oh, look at him, he's got long floppy ears and a big neck and he talks funny and he... Slapstick comedy. <laughs> it appealed to me as a kid. It, it is. It's slapstick at its bloody finest. Like when he's um, got his tongue in the power cup links to the pod racer, yeah. and his tongue's <laughs> gone all all floppy. Um, it is. It is very funny. Um, some bits of it are anyway. I mean, some bits of it. I'm just like, there's some bits of dialogue, and he just speaks, and he just doesn't need to speak. Yeah. And that's the bits that annoy me. Like he's just there. And he says something, but all the other characters don't acknowledge yes, it, that is which it. makes it even weirder. I think when I watched it this time, I realised just how pointless of a character he is. He he, he doesn't really he serve much pointless. purpose, other than for the Gungan battle with the droids at the end. But that doesn't even need to happen. That's not important to the no, plot it doesn't. At all. That's just like the whole Gungan thing. The only bit that matters with Gung- the Gungan story is they they obviously land on Naboo and they need to get safe passage and and what have you. Um, and the reason they go to the Gungan city is to be safe from the Imperial forces, and then they're given the passage through to where they need to go. They take Jar Jar with them. It's comic relief, let's be honest. It was it was comic relief, and it was an attempt to sell things. The, the merch that yeah, came out, I think I mentioned to you the other day, there was a lollipop that was... <laughs> oh no, not the lollipop. I'm going to have to mention it. It was essentially a plastic model of Jar Jar Binks' head. And you open his head up like a flower would open up to bloom. And out pops his tongue, which is the lollipop. Now, Awful. You think Whoever thought this, of that you, needs firing. At the time, I was like, I really want that. That's cool. Obviously, as like a four or five-year-old kid, you don't think that actually you're licking a tongue. It's a little bit Yeah, and that's uh, Jar Jar's it? tongue. It's massively inappropriate. Um, but I had like... Uh, pyjama tops with Jar Jar Binks on and um, all I think I of, did as well, I think I had a set of pyjamas yeah, with Jar Jar, Jar, Jar Binks, Binks on and I had like the little action figures and there's a lot of merch and I think it was again that slapstick comedy to bring in the younger audiences who wouldn't have been around for the original Star Wars films including myself um, so who knows Yeah. but there was so when, when they said oh yeah um, Qui-Gon says Jar Jar owes me a life debt, and Jar Jar Binks says, "Oh, I'm not going. I'm I'm staying here because I know what's in the planet core." And then goes, "Ah, oh, Misa gods. What, what's the Misa saying?" And goes with them. It's like, well, that whole line, no one interacted with him. He just went, "I'm not going to go." Actually, yeah, I am. What was? Yeah, the point it's there? almost like it's almost like there's somebody who was meant to say something to him, and it's cut. Yeah, yeah, it just felt it's very, very, strange. very weird. Um, well, just quickly going back to you saying about that battle scene um, with the Gungans and the droids. So apparently, um, the only reason why that is in it 
is because George Lucas wanted to up the ante with the amount of battles. So right. in each film, the amount of battles at the end slowly increases. So it's like one, two. And then in Return of the Jedi, there's three battles going on at the same time. There's Luke versus Vader. Yeah. They're um, trying to destroy the um, Death Star. And then they're also battling on Endor. So you've got yeah. three battles. And then in this one... Apparently he said, now we're going to do four. So that means you've oh, yeah. got the Duel of the Fates. Yep. You've got Anakin um, murdering all those people um, on the Trade Federation vessel. Yep. Um, um, then you've got Queen Amidala rescue thingy. Yep. And then you've got the Gungans as well. Right. So you've got four. And there seems to be a lot going on. Somehow the editing makes it work. Yeah, it does. It goes quite well. There is a lot, Let's try a spinning. lot going on. <laughs> That's a neat trick. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly, we'll talk about yeah. that later on because I've got some okay. notes about okay. that. Um, but it's that's that's ridiculous small child murdering all those people because I'm sorry, it wasn't just robots on that ship. No, it was just foreshadowing, wasn't it? I know it is, but. He was like, woo, it's amazing. He doesn't realise he's murdered probably like 40,000 creatures. <laughs> right, anyway, we're going we're gonna to move on. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to say the so last thing about Jar Jar, what I thought. Um, there wasn't a point in the entire film where I didn't think he wasn't there. I fully believed he was in those scenes at every single moment, which is an amazing achievement in filmmaking for 1999. Even even right at the end, you expect him to pop up like, ah, you are dead. <laughs> you're so, yeah, exactly. You're so dead She's like, he's going to bloody pop up. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like? Oh, honestly. I've just, I've just set you off now. and You're just bloody... You are turning into Jar Jar right now. <laughs> I'm going to stop myself. Honestly. I'm going to stop myself. Right, yeah, you need to stop doing these bloody Jar Jar things or it's going to be Jar Jar cast that's what it's going to be hey. <laughs> um, the right I found myself though despite any of those criticisms that I've just said um, I found myself immediately like right from the beginning being completely engrossed by it the, the film the pacing of the film is great it's got such and just a nice pace to it, and it's really easy to settle in and follow these characters. I think it's really good. It flows well, and, and like you said, despite the fact that at times there are multiple things happening at once, um, the editing works really well, and I don't feel like that happens until the end. I feel that with some of the other Star Wars films, you are almost following three to four stories at once the entire way through, whereas with this, yeah, I felt like it was a very continuous journey of... Obi-Wan and, and Qui-Gon and they, they go to Naboo and then they go to Tatooine and then they, they go back to Coruscant and then they go and you know, if it, it flowed very well it kind of followed the same thing, it was very easy to follow and you're always thinking, what's hap- what's going to happen next? Because you knew they were doing something, you knew they had a plan there was something they were going to do there was never empty dialogue every, every bit of dialogue had a purpose almost like... Yeah it did yeah oh, we're going to Tatooine. It's not just because they're on a side quest. Well, technically it is, but they need parts for the ship, didn't they? they need the, was it the power cuff yes. they needed? I can't remember. Um, it's the um, hyperdrive, isn't it? Oh, yeah, the power cuff links is uh, A New Hope, isn't it? He wants to... Oh, 
something like that. Yeah, uh, just just gonna say though. Now, obviously, they went and they're like, "Oh, we need to we need to do the hyperdrive mm. and everything." Why can't they just sell the ship and buy a smaller one? It wasn't their ship, was it? Well, I, I wouldn't it care. Was it Padme's ship, wasn't it? Yeah, but it'd be easier, wouldn't it, instead of going for this bloody pod race? Yeah, or or the the, the Jedi mind tricks didn't work on Watto. That was part of the issue, wasn't it? They couldn't. Yeah, because it, it doesn't work on Toydarians. I'm not being say. funny. There's probably other people selling things there that it would yes, have worked probably. on. But that wouldn't have made a good film, would it? That wouldn't have helped us find a little nah, boy that's going to be the main old. antagonist of the rest of the trilogy uh, saga. <laughs> How convenient! Plot armor. Plot armor. Oh yes, a bit of that plot armor. If Watto um, was susceptible the... <laughs> to Jedi mind tricks, <laughs> <laughs> then Anakin. Yeah, that will go anywhere. somewhere else then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I um, love as well. So you know, as they're um, escaping Naboo on in the plane, yeah, in the plane, bloody plane. What the hell in am the I that? In the spaceship. Um, the um, I love that after R two has saved the ship and repaired it that he's called to be like commended by the queen i find yeah. that fascinating r2 carries the entire saga r2, he's great r2 like if he wasn't man. there they'd all be dead yeah and i feel like that that could be said in nearly every film that r2 is just the guy <laughs> he's, yeah, he he's, is. he's he, the man it's great and he deserves all the praise um, and commendation yeah, honestly, if you can give him... You know what? That's probably where Chewbacca's medal went. That's probably where it went. It, R2 got two, and he didn't get one. Poor <laughs> That's how it worked. Um, my next... Um, my next note is... It's just that the pod race is so good. It's like, so It's amazing. Good. So good. And the fact the Tusken Raiders turn up. Give us that little blast. Oh, it's a little brief moment, uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's very good. And you get the little jowers as well when they um, yes. speed by them and they're like, Houdini! <laughs> great. Then, it's good stuff. I noticed the other day, I think he's been in nearly every Star Wars film, but I spotted a little Warwick Davis, um, a little Warwick Davis cameo. Um, with him yes, he is he's in the crowd, isn't he? he? So I was like, oh, they put a little yes, cameo in there um, of him next to Jabba, I believe. Yeah, um, I think he's next to Jabba at one point, and then he's also in the crowd for the pod racing crowd as well. Yeah. That was a nice little cameo to have, uh, to see him in there. I can't remember who he played in. He played in Ewok again, I think, in the later films with his son. I'm sure his son was one as well. Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, anyway, I like that little cameo. Oh, well. Well, I'm assuming we're going to mention Warwick Davis everywhere. You know what? Throughout all these films, what we're going to do... I know he's not in Rogue One, yeah. so not Rogue One. Throughout all the main trilogy, we need to try and look for Warwick Davis. Yeah, it's like, where's Wally, but where's Warwick? Where's Warwick? Where's Warwick? <laughs> where's War- I mean, there usually is quite a gratuitous close-up shot of his face, yeah. so I mean, he's not going to be too hard to find, but we need to try and find Warwick Davis. Right, so now we know that Warwick Davis is in episode one it at the pod race in the crowd there we have we've spotted him and that is our goal achieved um the pod race anyway is it's amazing the sound design of each and every like 
pod racer is incredible. Like they all sound so differently. Like some of them like chugging along. Some of them sound like F1 cars. Some of them sound like just like a jet plane. They all have their own individual sound. It's great. Yeah, they could have quite easy just put everyone in one that looked similar and then had him in one that was just like a bit rusted and a bit DIY. But no, they had everyone in their own yeah. unique designs and different species taking part. And I thought that was really clever. It was. Do you know what I like about the film is I don't feel like it was that lazy. There were parts that were, but the designs, absolutely not. Yeah, the design work on it goes like above and beyond what it what it probably was going to um, just it just popped into my mind there's a line isn't there where um i think it's is it qui-gon jinn he's like um oh only jedis can race pod racers he's like you must be a jedi then isn't that what he says something like that maybe yeah i think so well if that's true why the hell doesn't qui-gon jinn just tell watto that he's in the race and he'd be able to do it yeah, I mean, they can all fly ships, <laughs> aren't they? Exactly. I honestly, like, uh, but I'm fine with it. I'm fine with these little plot holes because, once again, I loved it. I loved I the film. It was so he, good. He makes a wager with Watto, though. Like, Watto knows he's a Jedi, and I don't. I think if he said, I'll enter, and if I win, you have to give it to me, Watto probably would be like, well, you've probably got a good chance of winning. But when Qui-Gon was, like, the boy, if he wins, it's a bit more of a wager then, isn't it? Yeah, I think it that is was a good it. Point, it was more yeah. the wager aspect. Um, probably. Well, I mean, Qui-Gon Jinn's a bad bloke anyway, isn't he? Probably. He's like, yeah. he's not... I mean, I don't think he's very trusted because it's like... Um, like, he turns up with Anakin and he's like, oh, he needs to be trained. And they're all just like, no. No, nah, he's going to kill he's being, like, sent on all these... He's been sent on all these, like, crap missions as well. It's just weird. Like, I, I don't think he's very li- well-liked. He's, by the Jedi Council. He's not, but I think those are the kind of Jedi that are are the best, really. And uh, Qui Gon, Ahsoka, you know, the ones that kind of get a, a bit shunned. Yeah. Even Anakin, if Anakin didn't turn to the dark side, let's be honest, he was treated very poorly, very poorly. In he was treated very two and poorly. Three. Um, the kind of things they were sending him on, not granting him the rank of master, which we'll talk about at a later stage. Um, but those are often the ones who, if anything, I, you know, the, as you watch Star Wars multiple times, you realise actually the Jedi Order was pretty grotesque. Um, yeah, or at least no, it, it was is. quite draconian. Uh, Draconian's probably a better word. Yeah, it, it definitely was. There was. Um, it's interesting because at the time that it's based at episodes one, two, and three, obviously it's the fall of the Jedi Order. Yeah. And you can sort of tell that they're all sort of clinging for power and they don't really know what's going on. And they're like, at, at any minute's notice, it all could just blow up in the faces. Because I've just finished reading the um, the High Republic books. Just the proper like novel, the novel ones anyway. They're yeah. not the High Republic novels. And that's a fascinating look into how it was a long time before any of the films or anything. And it's where the Jedi were at like the height of the Jedi 
and they're like basically the space police and like every single planet has a Jedi protecting it and everyone loves the Jedi and they've got this brand new star sh- um, brand new space station and it's going really well for them and they're all cool and everybody loves them and everyone's terrified of them mm-hmm. who are the bad guys and it's just strange to, like, to read that and then go back and watch episode one it's like oh it's just like ten people huddled in a room yeah and they're I think that that's that's what you come to realise is actually, although he wasn't light, that's probably a good thing. They were usually the ones that are a bit more level-headed, a bit more human, had a bit more emotion, and were maybe a bit more caring. Than, I know the Jedi said, oh, yeah, they're very maybe, selfless. Potentially, but yeah. Because they gave up all that attachment, they could see someone dying and be like, well, that's not the mission, so we'll leave them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I've I made a side note here. Um, which is, and I just thought we'd do a little discussion about it. I've just put the Queen's outfits are ridiculously impractical. Yeah, I think it's all grandeur, isn't it? Uh, trying to make it look... It cool. is, but I, I don't even think you'd be able to walk in half of that. No, um, I'm sure they're actually carrying the dress a lot of the time, so that she can actually walk. Like when they're having exactly, to I, 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 the food, they have, like, she's still got the handmaidens lifting it up. Yes, she does, doesn't she? That's what I mean. It's like very impractical. Did you know that it's um, Kira Knightley who's playing yeah, the decoy? I did. So it's it's Sabe. I want to say is the name of the actual character that she plays. I think and, so. Yeah. Uh, cause obviously, Padme's the real Queen Amidala, and um, she has one of yeah. her handmaidens, Sabe. Um, and I, yeah, I did know that was Kira Knightley. And uh, fun bit of trivia that you might also know: when both her and Natalie Portman, who were quite young at the time, in their teens, I want to say probably. I think, yeah, they weren't, 18, weren't too maybe. old, no. Um, their mothers couldn't tell them apart when they were both in makeup and costumes as, as Queen Amidala. No, yes! Because I, I always used to get confused between the yeah. two, and I didn't know it was Keira Knightley until I watched it this time around. And I, and I was like, oh, right, it's Keira Knightley. That, that must be where it stems from, me getting them confused. Well, I remember watching it about ten years ago and thinking... Uh, you know, I was reading into parts of the Caribbean, thinking that looks and sounds like Kira Knightley, and I tried to look it up, and I couldn't see anything to say it was. So I thought maybe I'm just tripping, maybe it must be Natalie Portman. But no, I checked. Tripping. Maybe I'm tripping, bro. Um, but I, I checked again the other week when I was um, watching it, um, and I was like, yeah, no, that is that is Kira Knightley. Yeah, I checked, and it was like, yes, it is. I was like, oh, and then I read up about the trivia, and yeah, but yeah, it is very 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 strange that it is because i honestly didn't know um anyway the final 30 minutes of this film are they are genuinely incredible like it's just the best the music the choreography everything everything about that last 30 minutes just the door the fates all the fights coming together and it's coming into this big culmination and just the music and it's just every last bit of it is amazing it's i don't know i i could just put it on now and just watch the end because it's so good yeah i could i think the only thing that i would say is what has maybe improved since then is the actual lightsaber battle choreography i don't think you're going to top obviously things like the obiani fight um in episode three yeah. but i thought obviously darth maul's acrobatics were pretty fancy but it seemed at times that he was there just kind of like moving each end of his lightsaber up and down a bit and they were just like every 10 seconds it, one of them would take a heavy swing at it and then the other one would take a heavy swing then they'd do a couple of yeah, spins I get what you and mean. Then, but then, no, the, the actual fight there was really well paced um, the music to go with it and, and the, the actual acting on their faces and the setting 
and the way in which they kind of broke it down. I know that's not the only thing that happens in the last 30 minutes, obviously, as we'll, as we'll discuss, but I did really like yeah. that duel. And again, Duel of the Fates, oh, the, the score for it was chef's kiss. It is an absolute chef's kiss. And um, While I was on the internet doing my little research about just some of the things that people don't like about the film, basically, um, when they're at the beginning and they... Um, are in the corridor and they're cornered by all the destroyers and they use their force run. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Now, right at the end of the film, when there's those little laser doors, why doesn't Obi-Wan just use his little force run? That's very true. Um, that's what I mean. This this is the little things that people have picked up on. Now, I've I've never even thought of that before I looked into it, but thinking about it, if Obi-Wan had have just used that, it would have been fine, it's, and Obi and Qui Gon would have been saved. Like, why the, didn't he use it? The same way, though. That I know that obviously the sequels kind of fry everything we know about Star Wars, but Ray inflicts the same lightsaber wound on Ben Kylo Ren as Darth Maul inflicts on Qui Gon Jinn, and right, she just okay, touches yeah. that wound and it heals up magically, and he's fine. The exact same wound that Qui Gon yeah. has. Obi Wan, who seemingly would probably be more well trained than Ray potentially a more powerful force user well i don't know she was a palpatine um but still you'd think that he might be able to be like there you go master you're better now (laughs) but i think that's probably why i think she can probably do that because she's the old palpers um, and she's got that dna so she's probably able to do that but I don't know. Anyway, we'll speak about that in like what, like five, six yeah, weeks or whatever, however we'll long it's going to be. Because I, we'll oh, leave yeah. that for another time. Oh, Just he, like he Maz left the Ray. story of that bloody lightsaber. <laughs> he could save Ray, but Anakin couldn't save Padme. Ah, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, well. <laughs> um, so, like I mentioned earlier, I've just written down Anakin loved killing all the Trade Federation people. He even cheered. They're the words I've written down. Not just the men, but the women. And the children, <laughs> the women too. And the children, too. <laughs> Yippee! <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's just, it is, it's just like, and honestly, if there's anything that annoyed me about the character of Anakin in this, is is his... It's very accurate to actual children than being obsessed with something, but it's just is incessant nonsense about relating everything to pod racing. Yeah, <laughs> everything. It's like now, oh, he's tripped over, and he's like, oh, now that's like pod racing. It's like no, it's not Anakin. Someone just tripped over. <laughs> it's not like pod racing at all, is it? Shut up and stay in that cockpit. It's when, he, when he blows up all the people, he's like, now this is pod racing. It's like you don't do that in pod racing. You drive around a circuit. <laughs> You don't blow up. It is very funny. You don't commit spatial genocide. No, and it's he's he seems very normal about it. Like where he's like, oh, he's like, let's see what this one does, and they're like the massive um, like proton torpedoes yeah. come out, and he's he's just like, whoa! It's like not whoa, you could die. And he's in the most the most enclosed space ever having all these missiles shot at him, bearing in mind he's never probably seen combat in his life, and he's a child, and he's just going, let's try spinning! (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like, come on, that's a cool he's, trick. He's, you don't need a cool trick. You need to kill some robots. He's pressing all these random buttons that he doesn't know what they do. I know he's a good pilot. Well, he's at least good at pod racing. Um, but he's just in this <laughs> Starfighter, and he's pressing random buttons, not knowing what they do. He's just guessing. And he quite he's quite clear that he's guessing. They make it quite evident that, oh, maybe this will do something. And it just so happens that every button he presses is right and allows him to perfectly control the vehicle in a way to defeat hundreds or potentially even thousands of skilled pilots. It's because it's probably R2 doing it all, isn't it? <laughs> it probably is. He's just like, yeah, where'd it go, buddy? Wow! <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's me. Oh my God, you sounded like James Brown, man. <laughs> he actually sounded like James Brown. He's like, wow, I feel good. <laughs> Oh, that was great. What a great moment we've just had there. Um, but yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe it was just R2. Or maybe it was just plot armour. Who knows? Who knows? We don't know. Um, uh, I've got two things. I've got two things um, to do to talk about last. Um, and they're not very They're not very big. They're only little small things. Um, the last well one of the last things i'm going to talk about is you know where and sorry just laughing about you doing that james brown wow. <laughs> that's very good um right at the end now this is another thing that i haven't noticed before and i've i, I noticed once i searched it up um when they're at the end of the film and they're being given that weird orb of peace whatever it is um as that scene's starting, and you know you can see all the Jedi getting off of the ship. Mm. So they're all there, like yeah. Plo Koon's there, um, Yoda's there, they're all there. Now, there's a black guy there who is not Samuel L. Jackson. Right, is it supposed to be Mace Windu? But I don't know who it is. I and don't know who it is. to fill in. It does seem like it. It seems like he couldn't turn up on the day, so they just got somebody to fill in. That looks now, like Because everyone from the council is there but Samuel L. Jackson. But there's another random, bold black guy there. That does seem very lazy, doesn't it? It seems like they thought we can just get away with it. It's very strange. I mean, you can search it up again now if you want to see what I'm talking about because I'm sure... There is a photo of this somewhere, somewhere creeping around the internet. Okay. It's honestly the weirdest thing. When I saw it and I watched it back again, I was like, "That's definitely not Samuel L. Jackson." Yeah, I've like, just Who seen is it, it now. Who is this cat? And it's, it looks <laughs> like his robes. Yeah, it, exactly. Because Plo 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 uh, Plo is there, and Kayadi Mundi is there, and then there is just someone who is in Mace Windu's clothes. Who clearly is not Samuel L. Jackson? Weird, isn't it? Like, what's that? Who is that? Who is that man? Mm. It's like um, Jeans guy, isn't it? From The Mandalorian, who's now in Star Wars lore. Yeah, I, I really. Like, who is this man? I really don't know who. I think they're. Tr- I think that's supposed to be Mace Windu, unless it's just an actual. They thought we'll get some random people and dress them up in Jedi robes. But then why would they go through the hassle know. of getting people in the makeup for Plo Koon and Kaede Mundi? Exactly. Like, just pay Samuel Jackson a bit more money. Hmm. Yeah. And he'll come in. Yeah, I Very agree. weird. Um, my final note, and this is something that 
I didn't expect. Now, usually, um, I'll turn it off when the credits come on. I know there's no after credits scene or anything, but I was just I just went on my phone and went through my notes and started editing my notes and stuff about the film. So I let the credits roll all the way to the end. Have you, perchance, ever listened or just watched the credits for episode one all the way to the end? No, I don't think so. Right then. So, this is going to blow your mind, because this is something that you didn't know happens at the end of the credits. Don't tell me there's a post-credits scene. There's not a post-credits scene, but the music starts to slow down it goes really really slow and then it very slightly goes into imperial march and then it's darth vader's breathing that i'm gonna have to go back and watch that that's really cool and i didn't even know (laughs) i I didn't even know that that happened and i because i was sat there and it just turned into imperial march and i looked up and went hey I was like, what's that? And then as the credits like all go and it turns to black, you just hear Darth Vader's breathing and then and then it ends. Yeah, it's honestly it's so good. Amazing. I'm gonna go watch Brilliant. that. Brilliant. <laughs> Definitely go and watch that, it. Yeah. Um But that's it. That's all my notes about that film. Um I think um a good rating system for these films, because I don't want to give it stars. I don't want to give it whatever's. I think we should give it um, out of five, but um, it should be like out of five, how um, coarse is the sand? Oh. I don't think <laughs> this one's um, very rough. Um, no, that's what I mean. So I think the higher the number, the worse the film. It's slightly so the irritating, lower the number. but it doesn't get everywhere. I, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to give it a two. So I think... It's dealable, and you can wash it off. Are we having, like, one is, it's, like, really good? Or really unbearable? One's, like, you could turn that sand into glass. Right, okay. I'd give it a, I'd give it a three. I quite liked it. A three, okay. I'm still, giving, I'm still going for a two, because I did quite enjoy it. So three is better than two? Or three is worse than two? Three is worse than I'll two. I'll give it a two, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up there for me. Very good. I don't know what's happening with my voice. I sounded like I've just smoked 40 cigarettes then. <laughs> it's great. I, was t- I turned into like Mo Sislak. It's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, so one's the best and five's the worst. I've just made that up on the spot. I, I, I just thought it might be a good thing to do. Yeah, I, I liked it. How coarse is the sound? I very much liked it. Okay. So yeah, so we're both going for a two. So we're even Stevens on that one. Um I think that's nice. That's that's taken us fifty-two minutes. Yeah, not too bad at all. Very good. Now, obviously, we're back. Um, I'm going to try and release this every Friday. I feel like that's the goal to have a regular upload okay. of a Friday. Now, Jamie, could you please reveal the shock of what we're going to be? Um, <laughs> talking about next week next week i don't think they're ready for this we're going to be talking about star wars episode two attack of the clones whoa wow i didn't (laughs) james brown is back um he's back again for the third time um i am just gonna go ahead now before we even get to next week and just go ahead and straight straight ahead just go and say 
I don't like Attack of the Clones. I'm glad um, you said that. Uh, don't I, like I, it. I, it's... I'm not keen. No. Um, hopefully, with a very patient, very stern watch of Attack of the Clones, I might like bits of it. I remember liking bits, um, but I, I, I always remember it's probably the one that I least like. I like mm. it the least out of every Star Wars film. Yeah, I... Yeah, it's it's all right. <laughs> that's all I've got to say yeah, about that. It's all right. Well, there we go. I think that's a nice place to end, do you? I think so too. Okay, well, um, there'll be some music playing right now. The same music as before. We're not changing it up because it's some bloody good tunage, that is. If you've enjoyed this, remember to follow it. Um, there's probably going to be some stuff on YouTube. Who knows? We're just going to try this out for a little bit. It's going to be a good time. It's Star Wars. It's Star Wars all the time for the next ten weeks. Woo! Maybe, maybe, maybe Doctor Strange. Who knows? Who knows? That's got to um, Anyway, goodbye. Goodbye. See ya.